Can you set it to buzz instead? That is what I have done. Ah. But I had to find the button for that. Yeah, that makes sense. All the buttons look the same, unless you read them. Mm. Reading? I can't read. I'm a teacher. <laughs> That's what my students are supposed to do. It's so you don't have to put on your bifocals? I get to say that. I'm wearing progressives. Uh, I drive I'm, bi- I'm going with the bifocals. That's what's on my face right now. Yeah, I think mine are progressives, and I don't drive, so it's fine. I have bifocals for driving. I like having the line going across to to let me know, hey, you are definitely looking at this through the wrong side of your glasses. Mm. Weird. I got used to progressives, like, almost instantly. It's like my my eyes had just been so wonked up, I guess, previously. That's like, okay, you know, just sort of shift my head around till I get the, you know, focal viewpoint. Sure, yeah, that works. There is a middle ground between my reading lenses and my distance lenses where neither of them will work for it. So Um, even with my bifocals on, there's times where I have to still lift my glasses up onto my forehead to be able to see the thing in front of me. I've done that with my glasses if I'm trying to read ingredients on a food package and the package is like a bright color and the words are in white. (laughs) Why do people do that? That, yeah. that is a company where they decided they did not need a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Hello and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 4. <laughs> this is a homebrew. Oh, thank you, Ellie. Yes. That is in my favorites, by the way. The design is my passion. That, that, that's one of those things that you send to every graphic designer you know that doesn't know your address. Exactly. Uh, this is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign, but it's all kobolds. Seriously, they're kobolds. Don't ask. Mm-hmm. Okay, that one isn't a kobold, but they're they're the adopted human. Don't worry about that. Maury's having a very bad month, year, unit of time. She's our sidekick now. We love her! I mean, you've also ruined her life. But, but besides that... In our defense... In you're our kobolds. Defense, well, yes, but in our other defense, they locked us up and were going to try to dissect us. I mean, that is also a truth. I feel like a little bit of disproportionate revenge is not out of the question, even if Sori didn't know it was going to be that dis- disproportionate. I'm sure it'll be fine for somebody else. Yeah. Lomcap does not see why this is disproportionate. <laughs> well, they didn't actually kill any of us and i think we kind of um caused a few problem uh, fatalities so sorry is a little bit concerned that we escalated but they were going to make the attempt it might have been smoothed over by talking maybe possibly Uh, i told them that we were diplomats and they decided to attempt to dissect us Therefore, we are at war. Therefore, what we did was in a perfectly normal act of war and not disproportionate. These are all points of view that are valid. If they're going to go to war with a nation, they should not be surprised that this nation blew up their temple. Suppose that, that attacking diplomats is extremely rude. I mean, even the cobot diplomat you met was able to survive getting back onto the planet after Troxville threw with the elf armada. 
True, and probably not via orbital velocity either. Likely not via orbital velocity. Um, actually, no one ever asked how they got back to the planet, but they're not here right now. So that's not currently a thing. In any case, I love that I didn't even have to say, well, what happened last time? You went back multiple months. <laughs> yeah, well. Of, of in real life time, not character time. Mm-hmm. In character time, I don't think you've been on the planet a month yet. And we're already causing chaos. We're so good. And you've already blown up High Temple. Well, mm-hmm. part of it. You blew it up a little bit. We blew up the part that had all of the pretty uh, mur- murals on the ceiling, and we're very sad about that. You also blew Deza up the space is. laser. Sad about that! <laughs> <laughs> the space laser is now physics. Good! <laughs> it was physics before, but never mind about that. So... Uh, There are two parties involved right now. Um, There's a birthday party um, over in in the side room that's been rented out. Uh, There's some animatronic characters that are singing a song. Don't don't worry about that. Um, No, seriousness. The blue dragon, whose name is Dirkia, is currently negotiating with the Karasites. They're called the Karasites because... Each faction on this planet serves a different deity, and no more deities besides these five. If there's any more that try to get that close, we wipe them out. That's why they kill all the dragons they find, etc., etc. Well, they serve a deity named Carusa, who is the goddess of uh, nomadic people, also patience and exploration. So the Karasites don't tend to have a specific location that they stay in constantly um but they tend to be relegated to the ashlands which outside of an oasis like this one which is rare tend to not necessarily be hospitable for life any kind of life um it's been known that if there is a major disaster that wipes out a forest whether it's a fire or a volcanic eruption etc etc Plant life tends to come back fairly quickly, like in a year or two, everything's green again. The Ashlands have been the Ashlands for as long as living memory. There are legends of what they looked like before. These are legends. Can someone cast Detect Magic on all that ash? This one is is magic, and this one is magic, and this... Were the Ashlands created in a magical fire blast? Yes. Multiple fire blasts, yes. But never mind about that. Um, Created in a magical uh, shockwave leading out from this crater? um, The Ashlands cover this entire particular continent and a few others as well. Okay. So... um, Too much. Can't do. Might be more craters around. Oh, there there are other indentations. Um, This particular one is fairly large, and the legend of this location is that it was created when the moon came down and touched the planet. Not everyone in the Karasites believes that legend. A lot of them think it's a just-so story. Because, you know, the moon's still up there. If it came down, what would make it go back up again? Magic. Maybe it bounced. <laughs> yeah, like someone would have enough magic to do that. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, high-level spellcasters are also approaching godhood, and therefore they would also be wiped out if possible. Mm. Um, so they... Resurrection. Also anybody who's clean. What's that? Also, anybody who's clean. 
cleanliness is next to godliness. Oh. <laughs> I love my circle of friends so much. <laughs> because we're nuts. Technically, I'm a legume. <laughs> Indeed. But are you blue? Ba-da-dee-da-da-da. Oh, my. <laughs> the puns just keep spawning more puns. It's fantastic. Uh, but if any of you has any issue with me acting like a flamingo, I'm going to have to put my foot down. <laughs> That's the one I've been using on students all week. And it's amazing who gets it and who doesn't. I get it. Uh, in any case, this particular group of karasites are unusual in that they aren't, well, they still live like they're nomads. They live in tents, not permanent structures, but they don't travel the ashlands. They pretty much stay here constantly and tend this oasis because as a location that has a ready supply of water and a crater that if you go down just a little bit, it's shielded from any winds that might be blowing over the area. It's a great place to set up a nursery for growing plants. That's why there's an orchard. If you go out further, there's other plants as well. Um, and they have been selectively breeding various types of plant life in an effort to revitalize the ashlands and make them livable again. They've had some success. It has taken generations, but Carusa is also the goddess of patience. So Valid. Yes. Um, but this particular group, because this is where they decided it was going to be their permanent home, they've started calling themselves the Moon Touched. Uh, their currency is the loony. We'd best be careful. We'll get spent. Which is really weird because there's a duck on it, but never mind about that. Perhaps they should consider importing some animals to make a very small uh, breeding stock because then they can have a small herd to feed the dragon. You know, take the edge off. off. Oh, they, they do have animals here. Ah, um, yeah, you need a lot of manure to, to try to fertilize the ashlands. The more mobile carocytes um, will bring animals with them as they travel. So they tend to focus on animals that are either easy to carry or can walk along with them. But uh, they do have animals. They need that any more. There's a uh, train. <coughs> I mean, that's how we got there. <coughs> yeah, they, um, they didn't know where that went. Anyone who walked down it ran out of provisions and had to come back because of how long the trip was. Uh -huh. So there's like, we're just going to leave that under observation. You need a really fast car. And even then, it takes a while. What's a car? The thing we came in? Train car? Yeah, we've never seen one of those before. They stopped sending them back and forth in the after the um, crater. So after the moon came down, the cars stopped moving. Because the people on the other end stopped getting anything. So it was broken. The person you're talking to looks over at Maury and says, does this make any sense to you? Poor Maury, no. sadly. <laughs> no, and I was there for it. <laughs> well, some of it. I wasn't here for the moon coming down. I don't know how, how that would happen. But, I mean, I took the car here, and it was weird. Anyway, apparently it wasn't supposed to stop here. It was supposed to keep going, but... You know, giant hole in the ground. 
kind of the tracks don't go further than that. And we didn't want to go airborne because we'd go splat or splash. Probably both. I, I believe a comment that had been made was that because the people who designed the track were cowards, right. it was not going to go airborne? Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it would be possible to move the cart to the continuation on the other end of the valley. We haven't found the continuation, if I recall correctly. This is the There's only another opening tunnel. in the side of the crater. Didn't you, Krish, didn't you say there was another at the other end? I'm I'm telling you what the Kerasites are saying. Oh. Kerasites haven't found one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, just... there ought to be one, but... Why? Because... There was a track here before the moon came down. Yeah, I'm still not following. We don't this think... This is not the destination point, therefore... We hope. On the other side, the track would continue... As the tunnel was left by the moon. I don't know what's hard to understand. It seems pretty straightforward to me. The person you've been talking to just sort of jumps because apparently Dirkia can make some pretty nice stealth checks. <laughs> for a dragon. <laughs> Sorry is polite. It's probably, hello, Lord Dirkia. Because you say that to dragons. Apparently you do. I mean, Sori probably automatically says that to dragons, I feel like. <clears throat> Look, it, it's it's pretty simple. You've got a long tunnel that's not really turning at all. It's not going to just, you know, stop and send you into empty air or into the water. It's going to keep going on the other side. The tunnel's right over there. One. Dirkia points at a solid wall. Excellent. I'm going to go cast Mold Earth. <laughs> you uncover more wall. I began to be concerned. Dirka makes a keep going motion with their forelimb. Longcap is going to keep going. Okay, you uncover more wall, then more wall, then more wall. Perhaps. Then tunnel. Ah. See? Told you. Oh. I was becoming concerned that I was on the wrong elevation and that there was a slope that had existed at one point. Oh, no, I knew where it was. I could hear the echo when I stomped down. You have good ears. Have you noticed I'm a dragon? Uh-huh. Sorry, practices her very best, high, fairly high charisma, adoring look. Give me a persuasion check. Actually, I can make you roll for that Is one. that performance? Persuasion or performance? You know what? Let's go with performance. Let's go with performance. <laughs> Actually, persuasion would be better, but... <laughs> no, no, you convinced me the lower roll. Okay. I mean, she is being fairly sincere about this. Well, that's in that 20. 20. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you see, this one gets it. This one gets it, everyone. <laughs> there are people who could not hear any of the conversation, <laughs> who just are looking over at the dragon yelling and pointing to Sori. Who is looking up and looking adorable and, and you know, like someone who... Who gets it? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, what, what's her charisma? 16? That's pretty good. It's, it's a decent charisma. Yeah. Aided by a nat 20. Yeah. So she probably looks cute anyway. It could be that some of the stuff that Sori has forgotten about her life um, still, it was like muscle memory for your mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. The brain is not a muscle, but never mind about that. Reflex. Yeah. 
There was a reflex involved. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you can get the car thing closer, I can probably move it over for you real quick. Are we going to do that? We thank you greatly for your assistance in this matter. Can we get the car closer? And will it It has go- controls to, to move and stop. So you, you can you can make it move forward, you can make it move backward, you can make it stop moving. As as something that runs on rails, it doesn't really need more controls. True. If it will move slowly forward, we may have to shape Earth to make the track a little bit better or something. That or Dirkia equips a giant catcher's mitt and positions themselves in front of the tunnel. The other thing we might want to consider doing is wait a couple of days because we might want to send the car back with an explanation of what we found and that they might need to send another car along because of lack of um, unity right here because it needs a bridge Um, so that they can communicate with everybody else. The longer we stay in one place the more vulnerable we make ourselves and whoever, and... Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a really, really long trip, so, yeah. Maybe, maybe we can teach them Mold Earth and they can, could eventually make a caravan with, like, mushrooms or something. Right. Never mind. I mean, we do have spellcasters. We're not barbarians. That's true. They need bacon to get any spell slots. Someone else that's nearby says, the barbarians have spellcasters too. Just saying. But how do they cast while they are raging? They don't all rage. Then how are they barbarians? Some of them had anger management issues, but others like got counseling. Oh, okay. How do they get the benefits against bludgeoning if they're not angry? Well, they're um, probably still strong. Right? For the for the record, you have encountered um, a faction called the Pertinaxians. They were the first group you encountered, uh-huh. who um, tend to be seen as barbarians by the other factions. Doesn't mean that we're not going to be I confusing. Was just, uh, making a joke about. I, I got what you meant. I was just making a joke about um, the barbarian class, and I was yes ending it. Okay. And we were obnoxious. But also, it'd been a while. It, it has been quite some time since you had any dealings with the Pertinaxians. So I thought I'd bring it up. Hmm. At, at the point where I thought, okay, well, we've done the joke. Now let's actually put some context in. It was pertinent. Yes. Yeah, oh, but we're going to give this plotline the axe. Yep. Yeah, we should probably move the ca- the car over since it's probably a long way and we don't want to just walk. Okay, I am going to not roleplay the steps through getting the car lined up on the opposite track. I will say it gets done. I will say there is a few moments that could have been interesting, but they did not (laughs) end up being interesting. Thank goodness. This is for the best. Yes. We did not want to have to float the thing across the lake and then try to repair it after. And uh, Dirkia didn't mind doing this in part because you, as as Dirkia is happy to point out, you did blow up Hightower. Um, no one is required to make a perception check to see how much Mari flinches every 
time Dear Kia brings this up. It has been brought up more than once. Um, Poor and Maury. Al- and also, Dear Kia, technically negotiations haven't concluded yet, but humans need to do silly things like, you know, sleep. So, I mean, so do dragons, but they don't need to sleep as often. I guess they make up for it by sleeping longer, but never mind about that. Um, so, Dear Kia's waiting for uh, Rue, who is the leader of the Moon-Touched Karasites, to... Um, get their beauty rest before they continue negotiations. But they seem to be going well. Um, while the various humanoids that are not kobolds, culturally or physically, um, in the area are still kind of wary of big blue dragon that was sending lightning bolts at us, things seem to be a little less tense than when there was the running and screaming thing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Fingers, fingers crossed that this will persist after we're gone. It's, not that we defeated well, the we dragon. We can't do anything about it when we're gone, so it was kind of on them. There, there was a tense moment. There was one tense moment where um, it's found out later it was on a dare that one child tried to climb onto um, Yurka's tail. It was the only part of Yurka that they could actually try to climb on. And um, there was a roar. There may have been a child that was a few feet back further after the war, after the roar. Oh, wow. And it was not attempted again. And Sori did a, probably some scolding and saying that you don't touch the dragon without permission and you have to say, Lord Dragon, may I please polish your scales? So oftentimes they're smiling and nodding when there's no comprehension. You do not get the smiles or the nods, just mostly wide eyes. When the children wow. are out of earshot, Dirkia does give a low chuckle. <laughs> I, for one, am glad that things are less tense because these people deserve permanent dwellings. Yes, <laughs> indeed. They would consider that to be very oh. insulting. <laughs> and I, as soon as you said less tense, I knew exactly where you were going and I bought my ticket for that ride. That was good. Okay, the train has there's, been there's moved. One of them that's, there's one of them that's a wigwam and a teepee. That's just too <clears> tense. <throat> He's just too tense. Uh-huh. Oh, LA, I love you, but I am going to say this in an exasperated manner. <laughs> that joke is older than at least some of the people playing this game right now. Oh, it's older than I am. <laughs> I think it's older than I am. So if we leveled up, did we long rest? Yes, everyone yeah. long rested. Yep. And we found where the long rest button was on, found- on Foundry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you found it and shared the information. Yes. Well, I already it. forgot, but that's okay. Under hit dice. <laughs> ah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the train car is in place. Um, this adventure is going back on the rails. Yep. That's a new one. It was you off the rails for a, a while. <laughs> Crash, are you a railroad DM? I mean, you were going to possibly fight the dragon, and instead you brokered a piece. So. <laughs> <laughs> The dragon was clearly not something we could fight. That has historically not always stopped people in my campaigns. <laughs> I mean, true. Yes, a caster was almost one-shotted. And yes, technically you're all casters. Yeah. Some of you may have been about to die, but that was a price I was willing to pay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. then we'd start season five of Pack Tactics. Mm-hmm. 
That's a lot of kobolds. You know, there, there are some things that I've never gotten to do in a D&D campaign and have a TPK as one of them. <laughs> are I mean, you denying you, me new experiences? You did kind of TPK the, uh, the, the yeah. lot. You just started with the TPK. Yeah. Eh, I, I only killed one of the people in that game, though. Because I, I killed Chris's never, character in the previous campaign. Nevertheless, that, all of the characters were dead when they started. Yes, but... For all the characters oh, but Chris's, for all the characters but Chris's, they were uh, killed as part of their backstory. Therefore, I didn't do it. You can't pin that one on me. It was the premise of the game that they had to have died. Therefore, you killed them all. <laughs> um, speaking of games. Speaking of games, back to the rails. <laughs> ah, Did I miss your train? Yes. Really perfect timing. It's. It is there's rare a, there is for a me train to hear that somewhere train. near where I live. So yeah, <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> it it is it is rare to hear that. So hearing it now is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> used to hear it a lot more frequently. Yeah, a and then I took a train ride down to Florida pre-pandemic to visit friends, and the whole time, every time I heard the train um, whistle go, I thought, "Sorry, Jen." <laughs> You were on the other side of the country the entire time. Didn't matter. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. All right. You're back on the rails. And I assume you go forward. Hoping that we have not broken the safeties that will make it slow down if we encounter anything bad. Oh, don't worry. I'll let you know. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Would you deny me that first experience of a TPK? Yes. If I could roll pro properly. How do, you roll the save, how do you roll a save for hitting an avalanche at just below the speed of sound? Prayer. <laughs> to which God? Whichever one will listen. <laughs> it's so, Sorry begins to pray. A pop-up appears. Which deity would you like to pray to? Sorry clicks select all. Yes. Yeah. I watched an actual play game where um, this was actually attempted by one of the players and do you know that Asmodeus is technically a deity? Yeah. The only devil who is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, um, the the DM of that campaign knew that as well. <laughs> I mean, oh if, if you're going to pray that desperately, you might be willing to do a little soul barter here. Anyway, hopefully anyway. we don't go splat. <laughs> no splat. No splat. Uh, there is a crash, but that's just because he's running the game. <laughs> All right. So um, after a while, the track starts to angle down a little bit steeper. Uh oh. A little bit steeper. Um, okay, that that's a little bit steeper. The front wall is now the floor. Oh. Still on the rails. Still on the rails. What you can see of the blurry track. Is still blurry track. What's going on? The car is now aimed pretty much straight down. It's at just enough of an angle to make walking on the front wall of the car, which is now the floor, be a little uncomfortable. Everyone is sitting on the front corners. Probably. <laughs> Hopefully we clear it, made sure that the buttons to make it stop are still um, accessible. 
But I guess we're still going. Are we still going? It becomes clear that the buttons, which were part of the design of the car, uh-huh. are positioned in a location where before it just looked like it was an aesthetic choice. But now it's kind of obvious they were put there intentionally because they are accessible no matter which end of the car is up. In that case, I'm going to assume that what is currently happening is um, understood and designed for. Gravity starts increasing. That seems... Oh, yes. Physics. You turn into physics. No! Technically, you are all physics already. I was about to say, we're all already (laughs) physics. Yeah, you do not turn into light, you turn into gravity. (laughs) Tune tune into the next campaign, where everyone turns into mass. I thought we were mass. (laughs) We're already. A Catholic priest comes by. Wait, no, wrong kind of mass. (laughs) <laughs> See, that was in my head raised up. I, mean, I was disgusting cleric <laughs> so True. is this yeah. is this because the train is slowing down and we're being feel heavier or are we just like getting closer that, to the center of the earth that seems to well if you're getting closer to the center of earth um <laughs> one i'd be very concerned because you're not on earth <laughs> Good point. That w- that would require some means of travel that I have not described to you. Um, and yes, yes, I know that's not what you meant, but I went there anyway because it was funny to me. <laughs> but you're very cosmopolitan, kobolds, in that uh, your kobold civilization knows space travel. Uh-huh. So I would argue that you've been in at least one elevator before, so you are aware of the sensation. However, you were going very, very fast for a very long time. So this deceleration, while not enough to like blast you to the floor, is um, it gets to be a little uncomfortable with how long the deceleration takes place. We are pulling G's. Yes. But then it starts to let off. Fortunately, we had some pillows. And let off. And let off. If we start floating, I'm going to be concerned. You are allowed to be concerned now. Um, I don't. You've come to a stop. But are we in free fall? Well, Maury is currently in the middle of the car, more than an arm's reach from anything else in the car, with a look of terror on her face. Longcap summons a uh, mage hand and um, offers it to her. The fact that this mage hand looks like the same skeletal hand that Longcap uses to cast Chill Touch may not be reassuring. Um, well, here's the thing. Remember, Mori was raised as a Xenolite. Indeed. She grabs onto that spectral hand like it is a lifeline. Excellent. I have never been quite sure uh, how Mori feels about undead-looking things. Longcap is going to use the mage hand to slowly pull Mori over towards the wall. Yes, the uh, hand can't carry more than 10 pounds, but given that Mori is floating, I do not think Mori currently weighs any pounds. You, you are able to move Mori very slowly towards the wall. And <laughs> while Mori might not be a fan of the undead because of her upbringing, Mori is much less a fan of being trapped weightless 
under who knows how many tons of rock far from home. Maury, player, sorry? I, I did not mean to interrupt you. Go right ahead. I was going to say the player is pretty sure she knows what's going on. The character, I'm not sure. And we don't, like, we don't have a physics skill to roll against. <laughs> this is true. And it's none like of you came in <laughs> to this with a science background other than history. I have Arcana. And physics is pretty arcane. Well, this is not sufficiently advanced technology. Mm. Do we seem to be stopped as in what's what's in our... our... We have windows, right? There is Yes, a there window. is a cavern outside. You can is see through moving? the windows. To, no, everything is still. And but we have no weight. You have no weight. There is no light, but cobots see by vibration, and kobolds have dark vision. So why would there be lights? Um, Mori trades her white knuckle grip from the spectral hand to the safety railings on the side of the car. Now we know why we have safety railings. Can I see as far as the walls? Uh, yes. The cavern that is on the other side of the door uh, goes off into the distance. It's fairly wide. You could probably fit this car through it if the rails went that way, but they don't. Maybe we should secure everything to the safety railings in here and then so nothing falls out and then open the door. You know, come um, to think of it, when you were initially provided supplies for the journey. We got a lot of bungee cords? The cobots who moved things into here did make a point of fastening everything down. And when they did that, what you probably thought was, we're going to be going very, very fast. So that's why you put on seatbelts for your equipment. But apparently it also works for zero G. Yeah. So how much rope do we have? I have 50 feet. Well. If, anybody, if everybody else can see the edge of the cavern, then that's plenty of room. I can also a... cast floating disc. It will not move while I am close to it, but it means that I could, if others held on to the floating disc and the mm. rope toe somewhat. For the record, um, Maury does know the light can trip, but Maury has not cast it. However, anyone looking in Maury's direction is also aware that Maury's eyes are closed tightly shut. Huh. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I have not to step on anyone's toes. I'm going to tie a rope to a railing inside the car, and then I'm going to tie the other end to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, I don't have rope, so go ahead. Uh, I do. Good. And, uh, then I'm going to jump for one of the cavern walls that I can see. Um, I'm not even going to require a roll. The cavern walls are right there. And worst case scenario, you would miss... Like, if you roll a nat 1, you would have missed so badly that you would have gone straight down the middle of the cavern. But anyone could have tugged on the rope just a little bit, even you. <clears throat> and then you'd be back to try again. So right. we'll say yes, you get to the cavern wall. And then I cast Spider Climb. <laughs> Useful. Drat, I don't have that one. Dezel has a particular set of skills. <laughs> Thank you, I'm here all week. I am trying to find your passive perception. My passive perception? Yeah. Is 12. Okay. Uh, then give me a perception check. Let me press the button for that. No, that is not who I'm sending the roll to. I could try sending the roll to um to Longkep, but that would not help in the situation. Mm -hmm. For multiple reasons. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I'm, well, with an 11, that's below your passive perception, so I would say... I'm 
I'm going to spend my inspiration. Okay. Okay. Uh, with the 15, you definitely hear some tapping. It's off in the distance. It's very faint, but there is tapping. That okay. probably means um, there's... That almost certainly means there's cobots down there. Mm-hmm. We just need to make friends with them. My phone well, started itself. I completely missed what Deza was being. Uh, Deza tied a rope to herself and jumped out of the car and then cast Spider Climb to stick to the walls. And here's so tapping. And I hear tapping from down the hallway, and I'm going to definitely get their attention because I'm going to hammer a piton into the wall so I can attach the rope to it. The tapping gets um, faster. <laughs> tapping intensifies. <laughs> yes. Tapping intensifies, um, and it seems to get more random, but you already know that they use tapping to communicate with, uh, from cobot to cobot. I don't suppose we learned any kind of fast, any kind of, of uh, code for friend? Nope. You did learn that the more intelligent cobots speak draconic. Oh, that's easier. And all the cobots? Oh, is the one who's hearing this, wants to holler hello down there. Uh, the rest of you are all hanging out in the train car, unless you tell me otherwise. That's what Sori's doing, hanging out in the train car. Mm -hmm. Mori thinks that's a brilliant idea. Also, Mori thinks if you press the button to go backwards, that would be good, too. Yes, but then... Something I could do, but it would depend on whether ghosts can choose not to move through other creatures like their difficult terrain. That is interesting. <laughs> I think unless there is text in the stat block that says that the, it can become corporeal or do physical damage to something ghosts are non-corporeal so therefore they can't provide anyone a, a boost or a push you could put you could put smallest cap on the uh, floating disc and move the floating disc around and then look through smallest cap's eyes i mean the ghostly one isn't resistant to kinetic damage or anything hmm. oh you're talking about familiar types kind of what would you like to do? Um, <laughs> so I have the spell. <laughs> That's gonna be good. <laughs> Which spell? Well, Mori's not going to like it. Let me, um... When you have an I don't like this flavored cake, putting in <laughs> I don't like this flavored icing on top of it changes very little. Yeah, that's fair. Let me, um provide the text of the spell. Well, just tell me which one, because I've got your spell list open. Summon Undead. Oh, summon Undead. Oh. Interesting. You call forth an undead spirit. It manifests in an unoccupied space. This corporeal form uses the undead spirit stat block. When you cast the spell, choose the creature's form, ghostly, putrid, or skeletal. Which one do you intend to pick? I mean, I was asking I questions about ghosts. Okay. The Okay, so here's my thought. Mm -hmm. The text says, the spirit can move through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. It doesn't say, the spirit moves through other creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. I mean, it doesn't phrasing, have to move. Hmm? Sorry. The phrasing can move implies that it's optional. I think the option is whether it moves through other creatures and objects. If it's not moving through them, then it probably has normal terrain. That's how I would interpret it as well, yes. Basically, what I'm asking is if 
a ghost is capable of picking me up. Okay. Oh, so this ghost is. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at the attack options to see what type of damage they do. It's got um, rotting claw of oh, no, that's uh, for putrid. It can do, putrid can do slashing damage. Yeah, but that's the putrid style of, of undead. That's not yeah. a the so, ghostly one has deathly touch, but that doesn't say whether it can that, that does magic necrotic damage. So yeah. but it's not resistant to kinetic damage. So other things can touch it. Mm. I hmm. I see the reasoning there. If it doesn't have why did I say kinetic damage? That's that's Star Wars baby. Um, it is no, not resistant to slashing or piercing. Well, yeah, or saying blood. kinetic means okay. Well, bludgeoning, yeah. slashing, piercing. Yeah. I mean, here, here is this box of, of miscellaneous <laughs> damages that I just tossed them all in here. Um, yeah. Anything in here is fine. <laughs> What's this? Oh, I've been looking for that sock. Sock damage. <laughs> sock damage. Yeah. You saying it can't be socked? I think it can be. Is the problem? Is the putrid type? Mm. Well, it depends on if it's been. <laughs> it depends on if it got lost before the laundry or got lost in the dryer. My money's on getting lost in the dryer because where else do you lose the socks? Oh, true. Now we know where socks in the dryer actually end up in the damage box. Mm. <laughs> On the gripping hand, there's now a rope bridge that Longkep can just pull themselves along. As, as Longkep spends time considering the pros and cons of summoning a, a spectral entity, a ghost, to assist them with traveling through this dark void of zero gravity, they look up to see there's a bridge. <laughs> and Dezal just hanging out on the other side of it. <laughs> Yo. Ah, uh, that would be easier. In Longcap's defense, Longcap does not have dark vision. Um, mm. Could Mori maybe cast a, a light on something for Longcap? It's all right. Longcap has a lantern. Longcap will uh. turn on their lantern. Why not cast light inside the lantern, and then if it's one that can shield, you, you have options. You can cast light. Um, yeah, Utashi and Mori could both cast light. The only difficulty with it is light. The cantrip does not last nearly as long as a lantern will last, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay. Details, details, so details. It's at the cost of fuel. Oh, yeah. You don't have to get, keep going, oh, yeah, uh, I renew the light cantrip. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long does it and last? I renew the light cantrip. Lantern, um, lantern burns yeah. for six hours. Yeah, this doesn't. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. One hour. Last? The tapping's One getting hour. closer. Somebody tap back at it. And it's, it, you hear the tapping, and then it stops. It's waiting and for us to tap back. And there's no sound. And then you hear the tapping significantly louder. And then it stops right. and there's no sound. I am looking down the tunnel and uh, reminding the GM that my dark you vision can see extends to very far. feet. Yes. That is something I've learned to remember the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see a winged kobold form gliding silently down the tunnel. Up until it hits an outcropping of rock. Oops. There is a thud sound. <laughs> and then you see it somersault a few times and eventually cash itself on a wall. It stays perfectly motionless and then it reaches out and taps again. Maybe we should say hello. I am going to take that bet. I say hello, Interconic. What? Who's there? Uh, we came from, insert name of place we came from. 
Yeah. Um, actually, I have it written down. Where did I write it down? Mm-hmm. You came from Moontouch Crater. Oh, I meant before that. Oh, before that. Uh... Oh, ah, that is a different thing I've written down. <laughs> you came from Cohort um, 1024. We came from Cohort 1024. We're, uh, uh, we have some stuff. Huh. Well, why would you answer? I don't know your tapping language. All cobots know the tapping language. It's built into cobots. Oh, I'm not a cobot. I'm a kobold. A what now? Uh, like cobots, but meat. That sounds disgusting. You get used to it. Eh. We all have our burdens to bear. Oh, well, 02097152 says you're okay. So, eh. welcome to cohort uh, 0512. Who's the one who says we're okay? Oh, uh, my my friend here. Uh, 0512-02097152. And they reach out a mechanical hand, and you see a cobot harvester with with a screwdriver head in their hand. Oh, neat. Hey, buddy. Well, I guess I wouldn't be seeing it. I'm just listening. <laughs> if, did we bring one that we didn't know about? If you did, you don't know about it. True. <laughs> I mean, it would have been sensible for them to send something along to make sure that we had a... But but it wouldn't have jumped out or might have jumped. Where did that one come from? Who knows? Anyway, it's-, it's nice to have some company. I've pretty much been all by myself here since everyone else is in stasis waiting for, for word from, well, cohort 1024 or from further up the supply chain. Uh, we- oh, well. We could use more helms. Oh. We got words. Huh? Well, that's great because we could use more ore. So if you brought any ore, we can turn it into helms. That would be the uh, problem, wouldn't it? Well, we brought a bunch of stuff. Oh, well, let's take a look. Did we bring any ore? And um, this particular cobot artificer, because the ones with wings are artificers, <laughs> um, does a flying leap and uses its wings to glide through over to the car and pauses when they see Mori. Um, she's not ore. She's Mori. Says sorry. It's okay. She's a friend. Mori, through gritted teeth, says, please do not turn me into a helm. How do we do that? We don't. Exactly. Not much usable there. Anyway, um, here, hold this. And uh, they just thrust their hand out at, with the harvester in it um, towards Longcap. Longcap takes the harvester. The harvester's little legs sort of flail back and forth. Long-kept pats to the harvester. Um, while you're patting the harvester, uh, the artificer is, like, taking the lids off of the various crates and looking in, like, eh, that's biologic. Oh, that's biologic. Why'd you bring so much food? Because we had to eat food to, you know, for the travel back and forth. Oh, well, that's it's, right. You're made of meat. It's mm-hmm. it's a necessary fuel. Yeah, yeah. Takes all kinds, I guess. Won't catch me doing that, but you know, whatever. Okay. Um, of course not. You're not made of meat. Darn tootin' I'm not. Very shiny. Why, thank you, I think. Not usually a lot of light in here, so shiny isn't really a big deal. Uh, sure, it's nice to have something to talk to besides uh, 0512-02097152. How long Who? have you been by yourself? Um, what day is it? I don't know. Well, if I estimate... There is a considerable amount of tapping. Um, possibly counting. Uh, uh, uh. Well. 
My processor is starting to overheat. Several That's thousand okay. years at least. Coming? Since the several thousand years. Since um, something crunched a hole in the tunnel. Oh, is that why we're going to get through? Uh-huh. Orbital we, bombardment. Or, orbital bombardment? That's supposed we, to be a game. We wish. Lots and lots of chromatic orbs. Oof. No, I, I did not probably. say that in <laughs> <laughs> Did he? <laughs> it probably was. Now, people- to- totally non sequitur, but I'm suddenly thinking of millions and millions of chroma clones being dropped from orbit. <laughs> you you hear in unison my lungs are vacuum rated <laughs> but what's gravity rated <laughs> you know full well that if anyone's attempting this the chromas have it's been chroma. equipped with some way of surviving the fall indeed um, I think chroma has a flight capability I mean, you do have a perieptive endless water that you used as a jet propulsion device. <laughs> oh, right. That's what it was. Sorry, Ellie. We didn't mean to interrupt you. It's fine. I didn't want to interrupt the, the enjoyment. Um, speaking of being gravity rated, I am going to take a tour around our surroundings and see what they look like. Okay. So you head off down the tunnel? No, no, no. I'm around. So I'm assuming we came down a shaft. Pretty much, yes. And it opens into this see, cavern. Which so has, I want to see what the circumference of the shaft is and how far down it goes. Um, there's actually multiple shafts that all open into this cavern. Um, oh. They appear to be mostly running parallel, although they might branch off after a certain distance. A few of them go up, but most of them go down. Neat. Uh, there are alcoves in this cavern that um, would have been hard to see from inside the car uh, with how far back they are, but they do appear to be like um, temporary storage areas. There's a few platforms in them that look the right size to hold several of the kind of crate that are in the car, although they currently don't have anything on them. Gotcha. Can I, does my keen mind beat, allow me to know which direction we came from? Up. Okay. <laughs> so I'm no. I'm going to take out a piece of chalk and draw an up arrow, or if I can identify the the tunnel that we came from, make a mark at that tunnel so that we know which one we came from. Oh, certainly. Uh, the the tunnel you came from. There's a car in it right now. So that oh, that's obvious. <laughs> but what if you came back and there wasn't? Making the mark is a good idea. Right. Um, I also am going to ask our cobot friend if he can say in Draconic what he was saying with the tapping. Oh, uh, I was saying, hi, welcome to cohort 0512. My name is 0512-00000314. I think I said the right number of zeros there. You forget after a while. Um... And I was asking who you were. Thank you. And can we call you 314? I mean, you are physically able to. May Would you understand? You, you can take the teacher out of the classroom, but you cannot take the classroom out of the teacher. You realize this when yeah. you ask, can I or may I? <laughs> um, but also, it it's 
If it's not obvious, 314 has been mostly alone for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And his only friend is a non-sentient machine. Yeah. So, um... Also, the correct answer to... So, there's can I, there's may I. There's also... Some people also say shall I? To which the only correct response is I have no control over that. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Shall or should? Why? But let's uh, grammar. (laughs) So long as shall Shall, it's not involved. Shall implies a future. Shall implies a future action, which uh, shall implies a future action. Will implies a future action in which decision making. Hello and welcome to GrammarCast. (laughs) This is weird. Usually, a tabletop role playing game podcast is a math cast. I liked the episode where they talked about grammar for a long time. <laughs> I I love that Game Grumps finally did a 10-minute power hour where they just ate mac and cheese. <laughs> Granted, it was horrible flavors of mac and cheese, and it was disgusting. Some of it was expired, but still. Oh, no, that's not no, a good idea. No, no, no. You don't watch the 10-minute power hour for the feeling of accomplishment where everyone did the right thing. <laughs> you you watch it for the train wreck it is. People eating expired food from mom. To to be fair, most of it didn't stay ingested for long. Oh, that's not good either. They oh, had paper no. towels that they removed it from their mouths. Mm. Anyway, moving forward to more pleasant topics. So, uh, wait, you can you could just. Well, I suppose I'm the only one active right now whose designation ends in three one four. That makes it a lot faster to say in Draconic. Yeah, it does. That's the problem. Huh. I never thought about that before. For the briefest of moments, it looks like there's a light bulb going <laughs> off over top of 314's head. But actually, just the angle that they're um, facing, off in the distance, you, like sort of, sort of slightly behind 314, you see uh, Longcap holding their lantern. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to write down what 314 said and the pattern of taps. What are you doing now? All of my, most of my memory is short term and fades. Ah. Writing things down lets me have an outward brain. Nice. Granted, as a mechanical, I don't have to worry about that. I have a brilliant mind. It's how I'm able to remember how many years I've been here and how many zeros there are in my designation. And Ah. uh, did you tell me who you were? My name's Deza. I'm that's sorry. Kep. That's mm-hmm. sorry. That's Utashi. Hi. And that's Mori. Charmed, I'm sure. It's Poor just Mori. Mori, as Mori had a bad day. Very. Mori has had a bad day. Yeah. And I should, I should expand on that because I know that Kobots appreciate having the full name of things. Mori is actually Mori Povichovich. I'm here for the joke, but also there's a canonical reason why you have not heard a surname for any NPC I've introduced to you. Um, okay. Oh, I know. I... <laughs> <laughs> also, don't call Mori that. Povich is her father's name. Right. So I... she's Povichovich. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mori Makpovich. Valid. Actually, if you're doing the true bit, it's Nick, not Mac. Mac is son of and Nick is daughter of. I sit corrected. Mm. Because if I stand, and I'll be too to far away from the microphone. I looked that up for the SA once. I had to look that up for the essay one time. Nice. This continues to be the, the language cast. 
<laughs> I'm here for this content. Um, I like the episode where they talked about names for a long time. <laughs> well, you know Did what? we bring any ore? Hmm, sorry. We have been talking for a long time. What do you say we take mm-hmm. a short break? Oh, good okay. idea. Yeah. In the meantime, you'll look and see if you brought any ore. Spoiler, you did not. Whoops. <laughs> okay. Be right back. And we're back. And you don't have any ore with you. Which place did the ore usually come from? Uh, down. And we came from up, so it's only reasonable that we don't have any ore. Well, it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Could have taken the long way around. If you had taken the long way around, that would explain why it took so long. Well, no, we, we had to get someone to move the car over because there's not a bridge. Um, The what now? We came in this thing, that the, the car, the oh, train yeah, I, car. I know what this is, but why would you need a bridge? Because where there used to be a tunnel, now there's a crater? That seems prone to structural instability. Yeah, and there's no train tracks through the crater. Did you try making the car go fast enough to have it make a jump? No. I think someone needs to build a bridge. Well, that's not my specialty, so I'll leave it to somebody else. We'll have to ask someone eventually, because I don't think having a very large flying friend transport the car across each time is a sustainable um, workaround. I mean, down here it would be. Right. Up there, there's gravity. I mean, there's gravity here, too. It's just microgravity. Is there only microgravity here? Oh, because we're in the middle. Of? Of the shell. The shell. Of? You're, you're not from around here, are you? Uh-uh. Okay. Uh, so, how much do you know about helm creation? You make the helm, and then when people sit on it, it takes all the spells, and they can make the ship go. All right. Uh, well, you know more than, uh, hmm, I'm, uh... I'm gonna call him per it, uh, 152. What do you think about 152? Wiggles in Longcap's hand. (laughs) There is no movement at all. Oh. Ah, I'm glad you like it, 152. Excellent. There was no tapping. Right. So, um, sorry, I got distracted by naming 152, 152. Understandable. No, no, your, your name isn't 152, 152. It's just 152. Yes, I know your actual name is longer. It's a... It's so I could speak to you in Draconic and not take two years. Yes, I know we're effectively immortal. We're Yeah, exactly. What the meatbag said. They're not. Meatbag? I'm a very tidy little meat. Package. It is true that we Ridicule. are less efficient than Koba due to being a, let us say, prototype example. Okay. Um, hmm. The shell? I don't, I don't have the things to show you here to explain it. So, um, hmm, follow me. 314 flies off down the tunnel. We're going to have to go a little sl- Where does the gravity start again? Up or down. So if we don't go in the tunnels, we're okay? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't fly down. Or uh, actually, if you do, it'll sort of just push you back down this way. I don't That's understand. Fine. They are out of sight. Well, oh. of everyone except Deza. Okay. You're moving too fast. We can't follow you at that speed. We don't have wings. There aren't exactly any turns. Huh. Ari, and do you want to come tum- with us? Tumble, 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 tumble. 
You know what? That's canonical. <laughs> and and they are actually correct. There are no actual turns. There are alcoves that might look like tunnels, but when you get closer, you see that they don't branch off in any direction. It's just additional storage, which is currently empty. Okay, we'll catch up. You want to come with us? Um, you keep cutting out at the beginning and end of your sentences, so I'm assuming you said, Maury, do you want to come with us? Correct. Okay. Maury, there was, do you want there was no name. <laughs> uh. Beth had said earlier that she was talking to Maury. Okay. Maury kind of like opens one eye and looks over at Sori's direction. Wave, wave. I, I don't really, but I also don't want to be here alone in the dark. So Hold out a hand. Apparently we can't actually fall down and go splat easily, so... Earlier today. Now I'm just thinking about falling down and going splat, so thank you. We can't! I, I, I think that what's being explained is that we actually can't. Hold on to the rope. You know what I've been told my whole life? Underground is terrible? That no one could ever destroy High Temple. It's not destroyed, it's just a little damaged. The most important part. Oh. So, forgive me if I'm not keen on people saying this cannot happen, because the part that I believe the most about, nope, everything else might go wrong, but this one thing, we got too many people trying to make it be the right thing. I am hearing audio in the background. Is yes, that... you're getting EO's, uh, there are people in the kitchen with EO. Okay. Someone's in the kitchen EO, with you... EO? Yeah. Someone EO, do you want to come? We know, whoa, whoa. Yeah, something like that. EO, do you want to come and sit, and sit on the couch over here? I mean, if I do that, then we're going to echo at each other. Maybe. Does anybody else have a rope? Nope. There is actually rope in one of the crates. Oh. Hi, Jen. I guess we should do a lot of, of rope. Cat appeared. I guess we should do a lot of rope um, stringing around. And, and Maury, I'll hold your hand. Everyone hold on to the rope. This is pre-K all over again. Mm-hmm. There's already a rope. Yes. What I wanted yeah, well, to it's been turned into a bridge. Was tie the rope around Maury's waist and then tie, the, tie a loose hitch with the other end around the existing rope. So that way, if the gravity suddenly turns back on, there will still be. So she's not just going to go flying out out into the down. May need a whole lot of rope. Three one four would probably be very crass about pointing out that the gravity is not going to just turn back on. But three one four has headed off in the distance already, and mm. the thing about irrational fears is that they are irrational. So providing a safety line for Mori is very much appreciated by Mori. Also, how would Mori know that this is an irrational fear? Mori, a month ago, wouldn't have known that talking tiny dragons were a thing. Let alone robot versions of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if, if someone showed up and, and tried to explain that they're... There is a universe with talking ponies that are all friends with each other. More, more would be like, okay. Not even a roll to disbelieve. Mm-hmm. All right. So eventually you make it to um, a set of very large doors that gleam bronze in the lantern light. And uh, 314 is in front of it 
uh, doing some complex tapping in different spots. I always forget where the... Over here? No, no. Oh, oh silly me! It was half an inch over. Who could forget something like that? All right, here we go. And the doors swing outward, knocking 314 back a bit. But I will say none of you was close enough for that to be a problem. For some reason, you all instinctively do keep your distance from 314 when 314 is messing with something. Weird. Don't, mm-hmm. don't question it. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Um, and what's inside is something the likes of which uh, you might say you've seen something like it before, but never on this planet. Is it? Let's see if it actually loads. Are we loading it on Foundry? Yes. I think so. Oh. I see darkness. My old friend. Indeed. His stream? Oh, Um, yeah, he had the stream soot. Give me a moment. Wrong window! (laughs) Why do we even have that window? Where's Maury? Back in the darkness. She can't see. Yeah, okay. There she is. All right. Can't reload? Um, Come on, Crash. You've done this before. Actually, I probably shouldn't have been the one to take the screenshot since I can see farther than everybody else. Well, <laughs> I am going to provide what will hopefully be a better view for everyone as well. Oh, it looks... That's a program. There are machinery everywhere. Hmm. There are gears that are turning, going in and out of the spaces. Um, there's vials that seem to have bubbling liquid in them that are moving down conveyor belts. There's tubes that have cylinders sliding through them quickly. There's a ton of stuff that would probably make Chroma never want to leave. <laughs> Fortunately, Chroma's not here. Indeed. Chroma and... is somewhere else trying to keep cobalt inventors from blowing up the moon. Are those stairs that we have I... access to? Those are stairs. You you can go anywhere you want on this map. There's, there's no secrets built into it. Hmm. I, I can't go anywhere I, I want on this map because it keeps telling me I've collided with a wall. Um, hmm, that's weird. Hmm. Anyway, Deza will run up the stairs and look around. Apparently, I just put a light source on Deza. No. Hooray. <laughs> this little, um, this, the, the dark brown-orange stuff looks is, is a wall. Oh, to, okay. Anyway, I just wanted to show this as a picture, but it doesn't work properly. But never mind about that. Anyway, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 314 leads you over to... It, it's not really big on this map as a thing, but it is an orb that's over kind of recessed into a wall. Right. Uh-huh. So um, here we go. This should do it. And they start tapping on a, a panel below the orb in a complex pattern, and Mm. then the orb starts to spin. And parts of it start to lift up, while other parts start to recede. Texture gets added, and what was previously a featureless flat surface is now a topological globe of the planet. So, um, we are here. Well, not here, technically. Uh, we're, we're way down below this but um anyway uh if we if we cut the planet in half it would be a major global disaster but if we could avoid that when we cut the planet in half it would look something like this and the orb splits in half opens up on both sides and it's hollow in the inside 
The crust is very, rather thick, but not thick enough to go all the way into a mantle. There is no mantle. There is no core. Is there gravity here? Are we still floating? Well, yes. Is everybody else still floating? Everyone should still be floating, yes. Uh, okay. If it hasn't been more than an hour, then Desa is not still floating. Desa is fighter climbing. It has not been more than an hour. It has been 59 minutes and 31 <laughs> seconds, 32 seconds. Oh, no, I'm no. Right. So um, we're actually here. And 314 points out a spot roughly right halfway through the crust layer. Fascinating. Yep. And the gravity drops out that quickly. Uh, well, we got equal mass above us and below us. So, yeah. Uh, it's one... If you're on one side, it's gravity pulling you down. On the other side, it's centrifugal force pushing you out because of the spin. Um, but the whole, whole mechanism is for, like, refining things. Um, if you melt metals, you get rid of impurities. So uh -huh. if you melt them again, you get rid of more. So what happens is, on the inside, we've got cohorts that are refining uh, materials and gathering the, the purest of ores and stuff, handling that and sending it to the factories. But anything that isn't up to standards, they basically just toss into recycling. I mean, it comes out of these spots out here and gets tossed down and, you know, it takes a few centuries or so, but eventually it, it gets put back through here. Um, so basically what 304 is describing is when the volcanoes erupt, they're not just spewing out lava, they're spewing out metals that get washed down through the planet into the very thin oceans and then pushed down through the tectonic plates to where it's harvested again. I want to make sure that I understood something correctly. It was a sphere, a globe? Yes. There's nothing actually holding it in place. It's hovering where it should, where it is. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's um, it's not the most efficient means of construction. I mean, eventually you end up using all the ore, so more has to be brought in from the elemental plane of Earth, and it takes a long way for it to make a round trip. But someone thought it was a good idea, so that's what we do, or what we would do if something wasn't gumming up the works. So I don't know, you I have a really quick way to get the astral plane. Let's not. Last I checked, the astral plane didn't have a lot of ore. I'm just saying. So, are you not having ore delivered? Or, um... Yes, ore specifically is not being delivered. You're right. Yes. Uh, was that a deliberate thing, or did it just stop? Well, I don't know if it was deliberate or not, but it did stop. So... Do you ha have any helms? The station... Nope. The stations below us need to start producing ore again. Yep. All right. Well, we came from up. And if you leave, you're going up either way. Sun side up. Oh, there's a sun on the other side, too. Um, what? Yeah. I mean, it isn't recreated here um, because it'd be a really bright light source, like right in the middle. That'd be a problem. Hard to maintain. There's a what not? There's what, there, what, there's what a, now? There's a sun in the middle of the planet, yeah. There's a sun on the one side and a sun in the middle? Mm-hmm. Are there people on the other, on the middle, on, on the inner shell? Oh, well, I've never been there. But someone gets the ore, and someone tosses into recycling. Oh. Or did. So there might not be people there now. Do we have enough food for this? We still apparently have plenty of food. I think you're at the level now where you can create food and water if you want to. We are. 
but I don't think anybody actually has it. <laughs> no one prepared it, but you have enough food to last a day and a night. And if you can last oh, a day and, and a night, then it's fine. <laughs> and Utashi can swap out their spells. Yep, because you have okay. you have more than one and, cleric in the party. <laughs> right. Oh, right. And sorry. And Mori, technically. And Mori. But um, yeah. Yeah, I have create or destroy water. I have the oh. water one. We don't have create food. We have purify food. I don't, I don't. have that. I don't have that. I I didn't. Take it, but I, I have that as an option. Okay. How tall is the ceiling here? Mm. Well, the ceiling looks like the floor, and there's about in the narrowest spots is about twenty feet between um, what you see on this map and a mirror image of it stuck to what would be considered the ceiling from this point of view. Okay. Well, then Deza's going to pace back and forth on the wall. <laughs> Valid. 53 minutes, 48 seconds. 53 minutes, 49 <laughs> seconds. Hey, um, I, I just cleaned that uh, 50 or so years ago. Actually, no, I cleaned that well over there. Never mind. That's fine. Take a step, Prestidigitation. Take a step, Prestidigitation. <laughs> <laughs> the slowest pacing ever. Mm-hmm. You could clean a 10-foot space. You, you could walk back and forth, and then pre- but never mind. Yeah, I'll hold off from the Preston agitation until I'm done pacing. <laughs> <laughs> then you will polish this gleaming bronze wall to shine like the top of the Chrysler building, which is not a building you've ever seen, but you you imagine it would shine, maybe. All right. First of all, I'm making diagrams in my book of Earth diagram that we've just seen, or the, the planet diagram that we've just seen. seem to have create food and water yet. It says third level, but... well. D&D Beyond won't let me have it anyway. Because you have all your spells prepared already. You have to unprepare one, and then you can add more. Oh, it, it I have to unprepare one of the lower level spells in order to prepare one of these. Okay. Well, you can have a, a, you can have X total spells prepared. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the number of spells you can prepare is different from the number of spells you can cast. Oh. Yeah. oh because you can also works. cast a low level spell at a higher level sometimes. In that case, I'm going to change around a few things pretty soon. There is plotting. I don't get involved. my third spell slot until level 11. To be fair, you always cast your spells at max level and you have cantrips. Many cantrips. And also, apparently, you can defeat dragons with a history lecture. <laughs> also true. That's a special one. <laughs> I have a specific set of skills. <laughs> it, it's really weird. The skill is actually written on Deza's character sheet. Defeat Dragon with History Lecture. (laughs) You'd think it wouldn't come up in most situations. But it's amazing how many dragons I throw at parties. Indeed. None. They're very big. You can't throw them. They're very heavy. (laughs) Also, I don't go to parties. What you should do is throw parties at dragons. I think that's what he did. And then you made friends. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we rest here and prepare to be able to create food and water, and then we need to find a a car that's going to where the ore comes from. Oh, you need food? We got food for humans. Meat food uh, for meat food for meat. Oh, well, it's not humans. meat; it's grain. But yeah, oh. it's it's over in this. Um, three one four opens up a crate and it's filled with dust. Oh, um, oh, that's right. 
Nothing's arrived in a very long time. Which direction did this arrive from? Um, and why? Well, remember, both directions are up, but this one was from... Outer shell or inner shell? Inner shell. It arrived from the inner shell. Yeah, well, this one did. Where was it supposed to go? Oh, it was here for the cobalts. You know what cobalts are! I mean, what? You didn't think I was just gonna... Did you see me standing here asking if you were like weird dogs or something? Ding. Oh, yeah. You did seem you to did be surprised what... that we were made of meat. Well, most beings I see nowadays for the past, I forget how many thousands of years, were all mechanical. But once I got over that initial shock... We the other... did have a conversation about how kobolds were like kobots but meat. We did? Because <laughs> you asked. Because he asked, what are you? Just for the record, something... it, I'm not going to require a roll for any of you to remember that 314 forgot how many zeros there are in 314's name. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't think we mentioned we were... Co- did we mention... Did you say we were kobolds? Yes. Okay, you did say that. But that implies that there was grain for us. I mean, not us, us, but... I mean, no one's eaten it in a long time. Huh? Which... Were you going to send it to to shell side or inner... To, to outer shell or inner shell, or... Oh, no, this was the stuff for here. More shipments like went the through the epi- whole way. I like the episode where they s- stored a lot of grain for the long dead race for a long time. <laughs> I like that one, too, but it's kind of sad. Where did all the other cobalts go? Oh. Hmm. I guess we need to go to the inner shell. Maybe. Are you in charge of this facility? Um, you could say I'm the acting authority? That'll do. Where's the architect? The one now? Am I not remembering that? Is the uh, player not remembering that word right? The head of a cohort, um, if it's large enough, would be considered the admin. Administrator. Yeah. Um, um, oh, well, our administrator is... Uh, in stasis, along with the factories, and uh, most of, of the harvesters, and, and and the messengers, and, well, with nothing to do, what didn't make a lot of sense to have was just, like, keep running. So, I was told to have everyone shut down for a while, until more war showed up so we could make more helms. Uh, I oh, couldn't let my little friend here be asleep the whole time. I needed company. Uh-huh. Told I mean, you you can you can start to to lose your mind if you if you spend too much time alone. Did oh, the admin I'm very familiar with that? Yeah. Did the admin tell you to shut everyone down? It was his plan. Yeah. Okay. Would you please wake the administrator up? Um, I've been told not to. Why? The administrator. Because we don't have any ore, right? Yeah, and and there's no emergency. So, well, other than there not being any ore. So there needs to be an emergency or 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 or. Mm-hmm. That sounds silly. Or or. Uh-huh. Okay, three out of four. Three out of four or. Listen to me. I need you to listen to me very carefully. I am Deza Stonetail of the Stonetail Governing Clan of the Kobolds. Please awaken the administrator. I've been told not to. I am countermanding that order. That's a thing you can do. You should. Yes. Give me a deception check. <laughs> Oh my. Can I assist on this <laughs> by nodding? <laughs> by nodding vigorously. <laughs> yeah. How does one assist anyway? Um, you say, I'm helping, and then I get advantage. Okay, I'm helping. <laughs> I don't have to roll anything to do this. I'm looking to see if there's an option for me to... Ooh, there we go. Yes, I, 
I can make you roll at advantage when you roll or let you. <sighs> okay. Um, well, apparently someone rolled a nat 20. Not saying who. Not going to lay blame anywhere. <laughs> but a die may have been rolled and it may have landed on a 20. How do I know this? No clue because I can't read those dice. They were too weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> but the chat window tells me that somebody rolled a nat 20. Um, I will say that the fact that I'm the one person in the entire in this room who can choose what surface to walk on possibly gives me slightly more authority. <laughs> You're taller. <laughs> 314 can attempt to walk on the floor, but they have to keep flapping their wings to push themselves towards it. Otherwise, they take one step and they go, whoop. All right. So with your nat 20, 314 nods solemnly and says, well, if you say you can do that, I guess you can do that. So, um, right. Uh, Please and thank you. I guess. Follow me. Okay. And, and they head off around multiple bits of machinery that look like if you get too close to them, they'll rip something off. Bounce, bounce, clamber, clamber, use the rope, <laughs> hang on to Maury's hand. <laughs> oh, you don't need to hang on to Maury at all. Maury will hang on to you. Oh. Um, you might need to use some type of healing on the limbs. Well, actually, no, Maury's going to hold on to your tail. It's fine. You it's can't cut off circulation plush... on a plush tail. Right. It's tied on around her waist very tightly. Well, it is now. Uh, but that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Thank you, everyone, okay. for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tonight, I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. Who wants to plug a thing? Eo's mom writes books. At elizabeth-mccoy.com is where you can find out where to buy them, like places like Smashwords or, you know, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, etc. Ask your library. And speaking of books... My website is bookofgen.net. It's got a lot of Diablo stuff on there and whatever else pops into my head that I have time and energy to write about. Um, wide variety of things. There's book reviews of things and stuff like that as well. I'm also the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast at shatteredsoulstone.com. And um, just released an episode today with... Uh, a special guest goes by the name of Nineball, and he's pretty well known in the Diablo community, and we've been friends for quite a while. So that's that was a fun one to do. It's like different format than most of the other episodes. Um, you can find it at ShatteredSoulStone.com. I, I like how at the end of the Prowlers and Paragons game that you mm -hmm. played over at Restless Barbarian Gaming with Tom, mm -hmm. um, you're like with a special guest, and they're like, "Oh, who is it?" Well, you'll have to listen, but. For us, because we're recording this after we went live, we just have that information. Yeah. <laughs> that yep. Shows you all you got to do is record late. Yeah, there you go. Wait. Yeah. Hold on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, I did. I did tell everybody in that group after we were weren't live anymore. <laughs> you know who it was. So yeah. I, I love being there for those recordings because I'm basically um, Statler or Waldorf mm -hmm. in the chat. <laughs> Oh, it's so fun. Everybody loves it. We all crack up. You know? uh, my, my plan is to make sure everyone breaks character at least once. <laughs> um, I think you can do it. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Patreon, <clears throat> uh, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gaming. Help us keep the lights on, along with other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Shenshen, Walter, 
and patron emeritus, Cindy. And until next time, this is Crash saying, Right, so it's right down this way and then hang a left? Wait, no, that's right. Um, I always get turned upside down around here. Or is it right side up? Anyway, um, I think it's this way? Oh, no. I like the episode where the Cobot got lost for a long time. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>